The LA Clippers have their backs against the wall. And with Game 5 looming on Tuesday in Phoenix, what are the keys to seeing another day and bringing the series back home to LA? Going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Playoff on our last leg Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team, every day. I'm your host, Darian Vaziri, in my 18th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod or subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA sports and Clipper content. I go live every single night of the playoffs to talk about the games. You can also subscribe to Locked On Clippers on YouTube. We're also free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, and I want you to comment what you think the biggest key is for the Clippers to win Game 5 in Phoenix. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about what I think the three big keys are, the categories, and I'm going to start off with the catalysts. The biggest thing without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, even though they're fantastic defensive players that the Clippers are lacking, are or is the offense. We miss their scoring, their creation more than anything. And if you wanted to see Paul George and Kawhi Leonard play, unfortunately... They're injured, but if you want to go to game six and maybe we get one of them back and you don't know if you want to go to last minute based on whether the news that they're coming back or not is out, well, you can go to the Game Time app. And this episode is brought to you by Game Time. And I'm going to be telling you even more about it later. But the biggest thing the Clippers miss with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George out of the lineup more than anything is their creation and their scoring. So that's been a real struggle for the Clippers. You know, you didn't really see that as much in game Three, because Bones, Highland, Norman Powell, Russell Westbrook all had good games. But it still is much harder for the Clippers to create shots than the Phoenix Suns. And Russell Westbrook, you know, both of the home games in L.A., it kind of were the same thing happening. It was the same thing happening where he was turning the ball over in the first half, but he was still scoring and attacking, being aggressive. In the second half, he was even better and you know, was putting on the points, really carrying the Clipper team, but he didn't get the same help from Norman Powell that he got in Game 3 and even a Bones Highland. And what I think the Clippers need first and foremost in Game 5 is for Russell Westbrook to again have a great night, continue to get two feet in the paint, continue to get good shots for other guys, continue to hit his jump shot. Doesn't necessarily mean he needs to hit a bunch of his threes or even 50% of his threes, but maybe hit at least two threes, shoot above, I want to say, you know, 35% from three on the night, and then continue to score. I'm not making a target number for him, like an amount of points that he needs to reach, but at least over 20, I think we're going to need from Westbrook. And then Norman Powell, I hope he has a bounce back game and we see 25 plus from Norm. We may even need a 30 ball. We need him to attack the basket, get two feet in the paint, get to his right hand, finish, and a lot of, and most importantly, get to the line. A lot of his points come from the line, It's really big on the road to get to the foul line to stop momentum sometimes, and the crowd is really into it. And I think Russell Westbrook and Norman Powell need to get to the line, and hopefully for once in the series, we can get the favorable whistle. I mean, come on. Can we at least get it one game? 
it's hard to believe or hard to imagine the Clippers getting it with it being in Phoenix. But more than anything, I think that Russell Westbrook and Norman Powell have to be the main men in this game and carry the load offensively. I also think they have to lead by example defensively, but I think they will do that with their lives on the line. You know, I think they'll bring it on that end of the floor. But, you know, the thing is, Russell Westbrook, Norman Powell, I think they have a big responsibility to create shots without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You know, there aren't that many other creators on this team. Really just Bones Highland. I mean, Nico Batum, depending on what you think of Marcus Morris's value at this point. Terrence Mann, Robert Covington. Like, these guys are not creators. These guys are guys that work off the catch. Zubats, which I think, I mean, obviously Zubats, you know, he was somebody who throughout this season has shown the ability to catch the ball one-on-one against the defender and make a play, make a move in the post. But the Clippers don't really use him as that kind of guy. And in this series, he has looked just not great, not the best version of himself, to say the least. Mason Plumley also not a go-to guy kind of initiator. Um, you can cut off of Mason Plumley, throw the ball to him at the high post, which we saw a little bit of that in the last game. But he's not a guy you say, all right, Mason Plumley, I'm going to get you the ball make a play for us you could argue Eric Gordon maybe can sometimes in the pick and roll but he hasn't been very consistent and I think honestly I'm gonna have to add Eric Gordon to that catalyst category he has playoff experience we haven't gotten a great EJ game yet in the series right now he's averaging 12 points in the series on 42.5% from the field and 36% from three. It would just be really nice to get a big EJ game with you know our season on the line, him to get really hot from deep. Actually, I'm sorry. We, he, he was fantastic in game one. What am I saying? He was really good in game one. But can we get a 20-plus point performance? We might need it. So moral of the story, we're not going to be able to win unless Russ, Norman Powell, and Eric Gordon give us really good games, I think. We need all three of them to play well. For Norman Powell, 25-plus points. For Russ, at least 20. Making some jump shots and creating good shots for other people as well and continuing his great defense, which I really think he will. And then Eric Gordon, he's the bigger question mark to me. I think Norm will bounce back. But can Eric Gordon make big shots? Can he have a 20-plus point game? And can the refs give us a little bit of assistance because they've been giving the Suns some assistance? But how about other guys, the role players? What decisions should Ty Lue make in terms of minutes? It's the last, potentially the last game of the season. What would it be? A, what would be big regrets for Ty Lue if he didn't do them? And what interesting, interesting quote did Ty Lue have in Monday shoot around that made me just laugh my butt off? Gonna be talking about that coming up. But before I do that. I got to tell you about game time. If you are thinking about going to game six, but you obviously, we don't know if there's going to be a game six, you're also waiting to hear maybe a Paul George or Kawhi back, well, then have no fear. Game time will have you covered. 
Because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. And Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports that you want to go to or music or comedy theater, whatever it may be. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game Time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, baseball, basketball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again. Create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I gotta tell you about FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. If you've been watching the NBA playoffs and all these different sports right now on TV, you'll see that FanDuel is basically an ad or being advertised on every single one of these sports. That's because it's the number one freaking sports book in America. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. Um, in terms of this week, I don't know what bets I'm thinking of, but you know what? I am going to go with Knicks money line. If it gets to a game six, I would put my money on the Knicks finishing that series, but pretty unpredictable. Oh, Bucks money line, smash it for game five as well. I think they're winning easily. Don't miss your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. All right. So, Ty Lue had a really interesting quote today about Marcus Morris Sr. And <laughs> he said, first of all, actually, you know what? I'm going to wait till I get the actual quote up verbatim because I want to, you know, I don't want to make sure or I want to make sure I don't misquote him. Jesus Christ, the amount of times I've misspoken in this episode is ridiculous. It's too late, ladies and gentlemen, but no excuse. I'll be better. I'm sorry. Fumbling my words and stuff. All right, where is the quote? I quote, I know I quote tweeted it. All right, there you go. He said, first of all, he's played good against Phoenix in general, but he's fifth all time amongst guys who've taken at least 100 shots in the playoffs in three-point field goal percentage. I mean, the fact that he dug so deep in his bag for stats to defend Marcus Morris, I think is just a great microcosm of the season in terms of his love for him and his undying friendship and loyalty towards him, which, look, I admire it, man. I really do. Ty has been so good to Marcus, continuing to start him when he has played as poorly as anyone in the rotation after like the first two months of the season and then playing him in the playoff game after Nico has a couple of bad shooting nights just right away and then going and saying that I mean in my opinion Marcus Moore shouldn't see the floor uh, in game five I don't think he has played well enough in these two games to justify anything and also in you know the whole season I've also kept kind of quiet about this throughout the series 
But Terrence Mann needs to play over 30 minutes. Okay, we saw the closest thing in the last game to playoff Terrence with 13 points. That was his highest. But he hasn't played more than 30 minutes in the series. He has to have a 35 to 40 minute game. Yes, he's been getting cooked by Book here and there. But he's shown a good job on KD and Chris Paul. He's one of the best defenders we have. He adds pace to the team. Why do I need to explain how good Terrence Mann is for the Clippers at this point? I shouldn't have to. He needs to get 35 plus minutes. We need to go down swinging with Terrence Mann playing. I also think Nicholas Batum, a guy who's been extremely reliable over the three years. This season, he hasn't been as reliable and has had poor games. I think we ride him for at least 20 minutes in game five and give him a chance to get enough open shots to maybe have a good shooting game. Because plus, he still does good things on the defensive end. It's not like Nico is a total liability. I mean, on both ends of the floor, he is not. So, I don't know. It's just something about Nico. I feel like he's due for a good shooting night. And then one thing I would also try is going small. We haven't done it very much in this series. We did tiny ball at the end of game three, and it added a lot of pace. But I think we go with the proper Robert Covington, Nico Batum, Terrence Mann, Russell Westbrook, and Norman Powell. Two bigger guards and then three wing kind of players. Yes, we don't have Kawhi or Paul George, but let's try it out. Russ with four floor spacers. Come on. I think you can switch the pick and roll. And look, yeah, KD's going to target probably like Norman Powell in that situation. Or, you know, Booker the same. But I think you have to try it at some point. You have to try to make them just play one-on-one because they have shown the ability to counter everything you throw at them in the pick and roll. If you go drop coverage, they'll take those mid-ranges. If you hedge the screens, they play in the four-on-threes and they're playing very well in them. They're making good passes. Torrey Craig has been lights out in this series. He was 0-for-2 from 3 in the last game. I expect him to have a great shooting night considering the way he's been shooting in this series at home. It would be nice if he goes cold from three, but they don't really shoot that many threes. So he's really the only one. Actually, well, Booker and KD as well. But in terms of role players, he's really the only one that shoots threes like that that's going to really play significant minutes because Shamit won't play that much. So if Craig can miss threes again, that would be nice. But I think the X factor for the Suns is Chris Paul. When he plays well, it seems like they win and play a lot better. Games two and four, he was good. And they won those games, you know, more commandingly. Games one and three, he wasn't very good. And they were really, really close towards the end. And obviously, we won game one. So, I think CP3 is the X factor. And I think to limit him, more Terrence Mann absolutely helps. As far as Robert Covington, look, there's obviously been the whole free Roco campaign from Clipper fans. And, you know... He's been criminally underutilized this season. There's got to be a bigger backstory there. I've talked about Ty Ty Lue's lens throughout the season, his offense first, guard-heavy lens. It's clear he doesn't think Robert Covington is as good as some of these other guys. But the way he has been treated this season, there's definitely got to be more behind the scenes. Maybe it's the front office that really likes him and Ty Lue doesn't and disagrees with the front office and is not playing him to spite him. Maybe there's something that Rocco did that we're not hearing about. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out more after the season. 
But I think at this point, you gotta play him because I think a big regret for Ty Lue would be to not even try him enough in the playoffs. You know, we're pretty much done already in terms of being down 3-1. It would take a miracle to come back. But at least give Robert Covington a try in, you know, 20-plus minutes. You need size in this game. I think that the guard look has looked good in stretches, but you can't go too small all at once because you aren't good enough defensively and you're not getting enough rebounds. And speaking of rebounds and defense, going to be talking about the guy who, in my opinion, has disappointed me the most in this series, and he needs to be huge, in my opinion, if the Clippers want to win Game 5. Going to be talking about that coming up. I got to tell you a little something about prize picks. Every day of the NBA playoffs and finals, one prize picks user will win a chance at becoming a millionaire. One entry will be placed after 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time will be randomly selected each day. Whoever placed that entry will be given a six-pick flex with the following payouts. Six correct picks equals a million dollars. Five correct picks equals eighty thousand dollars four correct picks equals sixteen thousand dollars the full details can be found at pricepicks.com slash million you must opt in at this at this link to be eligible for the million dollar entry once you opt in all you have to do is play the game like normal and you could be the lucky winner price picks is the best daily fantasy app around you are making entries not bets and it's just you versus the projections available you're not competing against anyone else and how does it work all you got to do is pick two to six players and predict if they will score more or less than their prize picks projection and you can win up to t- up to 25 times your money on any entry and prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch that includes the nba mlb nhl college entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy safe and fast withdrawals and currently operational in over 30 states and canada just download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive 100 percent instant deposit match up to 100 dollars the promo code locked on if you deposit 100 dollars prize picks will give you 100 dollars if you deposit 50 dollars prize picks will give you 50 dollars don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks for making Locked On Clippers your first listen every day. Every dayers, tomorrow on the show, we'll be talking about what happened in game five. Hopefully, it's the Clippers forcing a game six. But to do that, I think they are going to need a big performance by Ivica Zubats. Ivica Zubats has been probably the most disappointing clipper for me this series. Um, Zoo, we missed him in games five and six in 2021, and it really hurt us in game six when DeMarcus Cousins was getting targeted in pick and roll by Chris Paul over and over again. But in game five, honestly, it allowed us to go small more and we hit a lot of threes. Zoo in this series has been really underwhelming. Um, it's not like he's gotten dominated by eight and one-on-one or anything. It's just that he hasn't been the best version of himself. He hasn't been a fantastic defender. He hasn't been dominant on the boards. He hasn't been aggressive offensively. He hasn't been that really great starting center zoo that is skilled with his jump hooks around the basket and catches the ball and goes up strong and is deterring shots at the rim and super engaged and locked in. He's been that, besides game one, of course, He's been that timid zoo, that 
complains and looks soft, Zoo, that lets the ball slip out of his hand, Zoo, that isn't really a presence defensively. You know, obviously, as I've been saying, part of it is the mid-range mafia. You know, Zoo is such a great big in drop coverage. That's what he's excelled in all season. But these three guys, Chris Paul, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, kill drop coverage. And having DeAndre Ayton, a guy that can roll and hit those push shots and foul line mid-range jumpers on those little pick and pops is very tough to guard. And the Clippers' point of attack defense, though, this is the surprising part. A lot of it this season when Zoo and the Clippers have bad defensive games is because he's not getting enough support in the point of attack. But this series, Russ, Eric Gordon, Norman Powell, Kawhi when he was playing, even Terrence Mann, we've done a pretty decent job at the point of attack, but I don't think he's been that great. And, you know, it's caused us to switch up the strategy, at times hedging and recovering, but the way Torrey Craig and, and, you know, having Devin Booker, Kevin Durant spotting up, the way these guys can make plays and have been shooting in terms of the way, you know, Torrey Craig's been shooting, it's pick your poison with Phoenix, and that's why I say we have to go small for switch everything personnel, but... Zoo needs a really good game. I say we try to feed him early to get him engaged in the post against Aiden, maybe get Aiden in foul trouble, and then hopefully that will bring out the best in him because even in drop coverage, there were moments in game four where he played good defense, where he was up enough on the ball handler to you know make him second-guess the mid-range shot and good enough to recover to Aiden or at least trust his rotation. And then when the ball got there, he could get back to Aiden just basically diffusing situations and not allowing the offense to get easy shots. We saw some stretches of that in games four and obviously one, but we haven't seen it enough. And in this series, Ivica Zubats, who averaged this season 10 rebounds and 11 points a game, so 11 and 10 and you round, He's averaging 7.5 points and 9.5 rebounds. He's shooting 13% worse. He shot 63% in the regular season, only 50 in the postseason. He's not even averaging 10 points. And without Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, if you were to say Vitsa Zubats is not even going to average 10 points, you'd be like, yeah, well, the Clippers aren't winning. We need him to be better. And look, if he's not playing well in Game 5, Plumley, More Plumley than Zoo because Plumley played really well in Game 4. And, you know, Plumley with spacing, with guys cutting... It's honestly not a terrible look. But anyway, so in conclusion, gonna need big nights from Norman Powell, Eric Gordon, Russell Westbrook. They need to create good shots for everybody. They need to make shots. And then we are gonna need, in my opinion, to play Terrence Mann over 35 minutes and go small with the lineup I said. Rocco, Nico, Terrence, Norm slash Eric, and Russ. Hopefully Bones Highland can get hot. I'm not banking on it. And then lastly, Zoo needs to be great. He's only had one great game. That was game one. Let's get another one. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA sports content. Remember to subscribe to Locked On Clippers, and you tell me what you think is the biggest key for game five. Thanks for making Locked On Clippers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Going to be talking about game five, where the Clippers have kept the series alive, hopefully, and extended to game six in LA. Have a great day. The age-old proverb continues, hopefully not for the last time. I pray. Go Clippers.